Hi folks, Joel Rollins here for Rave Radio on day three of Infocom 2015 and I'm looking out at a crowd that's starting to look just a little bit tired. It's been a great show. Uh, with me today is Melissa Taggart, Senior Vice President of Education and Certification for Infocom. Melissa, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Joel. Uh, okay, full disclosure, a couple things. I've known Melissa a number of years. Actually, Melissa's first day at Infocom was spent in a class that I was teaching. That's correct. So it's it's been a long time. And uh, I was called back out of retirement as an instructor this year to teach a class for the first time in uh, six, seven years. That's right. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, and it was every bit as exciting an experience as it usually is. And that's something I'm going to talk to you all about later. But Melissa, tell us a little bit about how education has gone at this year's Infocom. The numbers that I saw were stunning. We've had a wonderful show uh, all over, not just education, but education specifically. We've just had better than our, our wildest hopes. As you participated, and I should let everyone know, we invited Joel back because we knew we needed a little fun in the house. <laughs> and I thought, who could bring more fun back into our uh, programs? And we invited Joel. But we had close to 500 people for those three days. You and I remember, Joel, when there were 60 people. Right. And uh, the thing we were most pleased about this year was that we had every Infocom developed course that we offer was at this show for the first time, including our uh, level one install. Yeah, I was amazed it, at the crowd. It was great, and, and what's great about that is, and it, eventually you have some people who are in the wrong class, and you and I have experienced this before, yep. where someone comes in and says, oh, this one's too hard for me, this one's too easy for me, and the beauty of this year's show was we could pull them out, they come in, and we put them into another program, and that was great. The other big successes were our workshops, the four-hour events were very popular. I think that's just the right amount of time to get people on the show floor but still get that good, solid, meaty kind of program. And then our seminars were even more than we expected, uh, by several hundred from what we anticipated. So we've just had a terrific show. Our Tuesday event, of course, um, was also very strong with 240-some people at the Future Trends. So, um, and that's just Infocom University. I always have to remind everyone. We have Solution Summit. We have Manufacturer Training. We had SanadCon here. We have so many different educational opportunities that I really do think we have something for everybody. What in, in round numbers, what are we looking at in numbers of people attending Infocom courses in a year now? Got do a you, guess? Do you want to include online or just classroom or just at the show? Well... Actually, any of those, any, any of, of those the numbers. above. <laughs> we'll probably have um, 2,500 people go through Infocom University courses at the U.S. show. Uh, we have 14 to 16,000 people a year taking an online course of some type. Wow. Thousands. And then if you start looking worldwide, again, we are offering education globally. It, it goes even that much more. We have so many classroom courses going on worldwide. Tremendous um, courses in India. I was there in September. Uh, with the Computer Society of India, with the first essentials class that we put people through. So there are thousands and thousands of people worldwide taking an Infocom class every day. I w had the good fortune of spending this morning at the Latin American breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I was stunned at the numbers coming out of Latin America. 220 member companies, 14,000 attendees at the last show down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is a, a rapidly expanding industry and probably expanding even faster than I had given it credit for. Right. You know, we're offering several of our courses now in six different languages. And I had the privilege recently, you know, on my other hat, I'm a certification person, 
and um, the ANSI organization called us up. They had three dignitaries from India, and we were the only ones in there who were able to say, yeah, we've got stuff translated in Hindi. Boom. It was wonderful. Wow. Hindi? Hindi, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew yeah. Spanish. I knew German. Yeah. I, yeah. That, Hindi, yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Now, one of the things that really has changed since I went away from being an instructor, and by the way, I'm very proud of my name being on the emeritus wall. It stays there. I'm still emeritus. <laughs> I don't um, know. <laughs> we got you back live. Yeah, yeah. Well, well uh, out of retirement for one. Um, talk to us about certification now. How has ANSI changed things? ANSI, as you know, and, and it's ISO, ANSI-ISO. Right, ANSI, sure. And, and, and it just happens to be administered through ANSI in the U.S., but worldwide we, we refer to it as ISO. Basically, put the discipline into the process that ensures, frankly, that the Courses. I mean, the, um, the the exam questions are so well vetted, so well monitored, uh, refreshed um, that security procedures are followed, both by staff and who can see what, right through to how exams are given on site. You know, we've had over 220 was the number I was looking on the way down. People apply to take the exam here at this show. And um, we have Pearson View here making sure people have to empty their pockets. Everything is very secure. So it has really helped us, I think, get extraordinary discipline with our volunteers. Remember, all these questions are written by volunteers, subject matter experts, analyzed repeatedly to make sure that they are viable, accurate, um, uh, any questions. And it's really a phenomenal program. We have over 10,000 CTS holders. We're going to get a few more hundred here at the show. And it's a global, a global outreach. We've come a very long way. And I think, frankly, that ISO um, external validation has been extremely important to the success of the program. Sure, well, I, I can certainly see that from the numbers. So, so we're, <laughs> all right, we, we have now training at all of the shows. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, and, and that's what, 11 worldwide now? Yes. Okay. And still at, what are we, the university at headquarters? Yes. Where else are we taking it out? We take a lot of different places. Um, sometimes our members will say, can you come? We just did uh, an install school in Chicago at a member site. We, do, uh, we did one in California. We do them all over, and, and again, worldwide. They're being, again, we have a, a, enormous programs in um, uh, Australia, India, everywhere. So we are a global organization. We take that very seriously. Well, well, I mean, obviously, you know, just from the numbers we're seeing abroad, I, you know, I, I go to ISE every year. Um, I'm, I'm seriously considering Terry's invitation to attend one of the other shows. Uh, oh, you must. Uh, well, yeah, I know. You must. I, I just, I, I, you know, this is, this is the worst show for me because I don't like hot weather shows. I'm a New Englander. <laughs> I, I really like the snow. Uh, and and this, is, this has been a little bit, you know, we're, we're, at a, we're at the hotel next to the convention center. But the Orlando Convention Center is so large, it's the only place where you enter at one end and ask where the instructor lounge is. And they say it's about three miles that way. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it, it is a bit of a long walk, uh, but the numbers that we were seeing and, you know, the students that we were talking to were, were really, really great. What's the next event? The next where, do, event? where do you go from here? The next event is in Mexico as far as an event like this. But, you know, I, I speak to the university program, but we have uh, Infocom on campus where we go to various universities and, and reach out to technology managers. Uh, we have events going on all the time. We have roundtables. We have all different events going on all the time. And we'll have a full bore program at the uh, Fairfax headquarters for install and design. They are, we always have people who want to take those core courses, and we honor that. 
And then we're doing new courses, the technology manager, uh, how to manage effectively, was our uh, first time in a long time where we did a three-day management program, uh, basically kind of a supervisory program. So we're always trying to do new things. We have new online courses coming out. We just did Harnessing the Cloud. I understand about 2% of it, but I know the rest of you are all just fine. And so we're always looking for, we're working on some new, new ideas all the time, and we always want people to tell us what they'd like us to do. Well, I guess here's the question. If you look at the size of what you did this year, mm -hmm. where do you get the instructors? I mean, I can remember when there were half a dozen of us who just taught course after course as volunteers. Where do you get enough people? I think one of the most satisfying events this this particular show is we always take the faculty out to dinner and some of the I folks, missed that and we missed I was you tired. and and, <laughs> and um, I had some folks who taught for us repeatedly say I don't know a lot of people here and so we get them through our call for presenters which um, is going to open up for 16 today and uh, we also have other instructors who might see a great student you've done this before for us in the past. We have people who get involved through subject matter experts and we see that they are articulate and passionate and they want to talk. We provide training for those instructors. Um, we're going to release an online training course that could be translated so we have more outreach globally as well as classroom courses. So we really try to mine the best um, and brightest in the industry and then we really try to team up people who have a lot of experience teaching with perhaps new people who don't. We're increasingly doing more hands-on training. That still is our bread and butter. It's what people want the most. We did that at our show. We were focusing on three things. We wanted to do um, advanced training. So you bring in people like a Joy Cornwall and people who really are, are on top of the latest trends. We do more hands-on. And then we're always trying to do more future planning for people. So these are our emphases in all the training that we do. All right, well, let, let me put in my commercial here. For, for those of you who are considering the idea of teaching a course. For those of you who are passionate about it, this is the best thing I've ever done. It really is. I mean, a, a phenomenal in terms of, uh, you know, you can talk about the things that you learn by being a teacher, because frankly, there's no better way to learn a subject than to know you have to teach it. Uh, and, but beyond that, it's the people that you get to work with. I mean, uh, you know, it, t teaching for Infocom is a seat at the cool kids table. And you really, really should try this. Uh, you know, it, there's a lot of support for you. You've got great staff now. Thank you. Uh, I can remember when there was no staff. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, that was the instructors supported each other. And, and Melissa, you brought on kind of a whole new aspect to what we do in education here. Well, we need to. We have members who want all this stuff. So, you know, we, I needed help, I'll tell you. And um, uh, we're very proud of our team. But we just love working with the folks we get to work with. It's, it's just so much fun. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and, and we know every old television theme song in history. Uh, so, you know, the, the, it's a great group to work with. Um, it really is uh, one of the best things you can put on your resume. So for those of you who are out there thinking about this, and, and this year I did, I, I'm working on recruiting two new ones. Oh, excellent. Uh, Thank you. Only because I also discovered that I no longer have enough energy to do a week of this. <laughs> yeah, um, you were awesome, I could tell. But, but uh, you know, seriously, folks, if you, know, if you really want to get involved in your industry, this is the place to do it. Melissa, where do they go to find out? And in fact, I'm going to turn this. My colleague, Rachel Bradshaw, is here, and she is our Director of Educational Programs. Rachel, why don't you tell folks how they can uh, get more involved? Hi, thanks for having me, Joel, uh, and thank you for that bump. Right now, you can go to cfp.infocom.org 
and apply to be as a presenter. As in call for presenters? Yeah. Okay. As in call for presenters and apply to be a presenter at next year's show. It's open right now. It will be open through September 15th. We start on this program early because we need time to look at what people submit, see what we've got, and see if it's what we really need for 16. Because as Melissa said, we're really focused on making sure that our active learners have the hands-on training that they need and they like. We're really focused on making sure that we have classes that are focused on the future, on emerging trends, on new technologies, and that we have the advanced training that our attendees ask for year after year after year. So in the next few months, we'll get a, hundred, a couple hundred submissions through the call for presenters. We'll sort through those, see which ones we like, see what we're missing, and go seek more presentations. Um, if we're not getting enough on new technologies, if we're not getting enough advanced, if we're not getting enough hands-on, we'll go out and find it. And then somewhere in early 2016, we'll make our sausage and start putting together the education program for Infocom 2016 in Las Vegas. And let me tell you, uh, there are a lot of perks to being an Infocom University presenter. Not only is it a seat at the- I got a great shirt. Yeah, <laughs> fabulous shirt, really handsome. I wore this in your honor, by the way, today. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and, a, and a pretty, I would say a pretty baller lounge. Yep, right? The yep. faculty lounge, it's full of ice cream, coffee, um, as well as some other benefits. I mean, you get you get time and a half on RUs if you hold a CTS. You get uh, free education at the show. You get access. Um, if, you're, if your company wouldn't normally send you to Infocom, we can help you out with travel. And it's a great way to build your name in the industry and, frankly, find new customers. So if you weren't thinking about becoming an Infocom speaker before, I hope you are now. Do it. Do it. Go to cfp.infocom.org right now or sometime before September 15th. Absolutely try that. Okay. So what's next? What I mean, what, what are we working on that we haven't heard about yet? Okay. Well, but you know, Joel, I have to mention, we have not mentioned our beloved Petsy. How did you and I not mention beloved Petsy I in don't this know. conversation? The Professional Education and Training Committee. The current chair is Gordon Moore, the new president of Electrosonic. We've been having a wonderful time with him yeah. all week. Gordon walked up to me and said, I've been fired. From, oh my his, goodness. from his role as director of sales at Electrosonic, <laughs> and he was suddenly made president. Right, right. Nine of the most wonderful volunteers. We have so many wonderful committees. They are the steering committee, and they are so active in determining and helping staff understand everything that we're doing. So they're actively involved in the uh, course selections for the shows, and they've been actively involved in helping us look to the future. So right now, and I'm going to get this title wrong, we are looking at how to install and verify uh, category cable. Okay. Um, and we're looking, apparently that is becoming increasingly complicated for a lot of folks. It is. And so uh, that got Petsy all excited about two months ago, and we've got a group in looking at that. And because we know that you can get a lot of in good information from uh, a lot of places on it, but as usual, we find that our participants always come and say they want us to, um, what we call, AVSize it for them. Right. So we're looking at that. We're looking at um, digital video. We've updated some of our current, but people can't get enough of that. Um, interoperability issues or you know this is all important so we really are looking at a lot of different things and we're trying to provide our education in shorter bursts um, different media I uh, was having breakfast this morning we had a CTS holder breakfast they love the webinars oh my goodness yeah we you know you've done webinars for us we are getting sometimes four or five six hundred people for an hour-long webinar once a week 
a wide variety of topics. And um, the folks at least, uh, maybe they're just being polite, I don't know. But the folks I was having breakfast with said, we love your webinars, we get RRUs, you've got a wide variety, you've got business, you've got technical, you've got forward thinking, you've got review. We love that. So we're always looking for new and exciting ways, uh, more video, more short video. If you saw, did you see Moby? Did you see the Moby cart no. that was going around the show floor? was a great experiment. We had a push cart and a couple of guys on the education staff said, you know, we need it like food carts in D.C. where you'd get a tweet and all of a sudden the cart appears and you can go have your falafel or something. And so we were doing little six-minute, would you like to learn how to you know, terminate fiber optic cable and we've got a GoPro camera and a screen and some speakers. And it was so well received, I'm thinking, how do we create that online? Yeah. So, you know, and it's, it's more than YouTube. There's an excitement to it. There's a a hands-on component, people could come up and try it. And we're always looking at different ways to get that short burst out, whether we get it on your phone or we get it online or we do a classroom. Uh, flip classrooms, we're doing more. Uh, study at night, come in during the day and we'll help you. So we're trying to stay, and I think we're suffering just as universities are. How are we gonna teach our current folks people coming in new to the industry and everyone's learning differently. So this place is to get involved in education where you don't have to teach a week-long class. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, we want shorter things. We're beginning to say, you know, do we do 15 minutes next year? Kind of more like you see at a South by Southwest. Or we're really exploring lots of different ways and we'd love to, um, again, that would be Rachel or Bradshaw at infocom.org. We would love to hear from people with great ideas like, I wish you'd do this or I would like to learn more about that. This is a time to tell us. Great. Well, I mean, and, and, and these are the people to tell, folks. So, uh, And goodness knows I tell them often enough. And we love that. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> an amazing job at this year's show, and thanks Great. very much for being with us. Well, thank you, Joel, for all that you do for us, and thanks for having us here today. Thanks, Joel.